This is Kayla, and you're listening to the Two at Peace podcast. I'm just a lady with some thoughts telling you cool stories. Sit back. Hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. I know the wait has been long, but I'm back with a new series. Since it's now autumn and still hot as heck in Arizona, the way to make the months feel like the actual season is to give you some spooky tales leading into Halloween. First, happy birthday to me because I am now 23. I'm a bit wiser. Secondly, this point will have nothing to do with anything that I'm going to talk about, but I'm still going to say it. Stop over-sexualizing Millie Bobby Brown because she's a 14-year-old little girl just like any other little girl. She raps Cardi B songs. She is a fan of Drake. Let her be a kid. Drake is not trying to bone that baby. That's weird. So just knock it off and let her live without you putting these weird roles and expectations on her life when you don't know her in real life. Let that go. Let that story die. That's weird and disrespectful to both Drake, to this child, and to her parents. It's weird. Thirdly, let's now get into the story. The idea of witchcraft in the 21st century is taken pretty lightly. We are able to go to metaphysical shops, buy crystals, and even openly talk about altars or spells. Praying altars, not like an altar, but yeah. Being a mystical bruja, English translation witch, could be an aesthetic or mood, as we like to call it. So how exactly are we to know who is a witch if that person doesn't blatantly tell us? Me personally, I mind my business. But back in 1692, after a group of young girls in a Salem village in Massachusetts claimed to be possessed by the devil and accused several local women of witchcraft, this started the infamous Salem witch trials. More than 200 people were accused of being witches and about 20 of them were actually executed. The people of Salem had 10 to 15 ways to tell if a person was a witch some of the reasons being particular to the certain person that they wanted to accuse, and some just being super outlandish. Both men and women were put to trial and either had to enter a plea and fight for innocence, or put no plea and be put to death if convicted. The first reason that someone might be a witch is being a woman. Not that men couldn't be witches because... They were put to trial, and I believe about four of them died, but women were supposed to follow a certain guideline to the idea of life, that being, get married, have a few children, and dote on your husband. Be seen, but not heard. When a woman strayed from those guidelines during this hysteria, it was just easiest to call them a witch and to call it a day, and now we're going to trial. Number two... And three is you were financially stable or you were poor. You're a woman with no husband, doesn't live with her family, can afford things. What sorcery are you practicing? Or you could also be poor, like Sarah Good, whose husband's debt led them into poverty. And if you were poor, it meant that you were envious. And if you were envious, you turned to the devil and you practice witchcraft, and you got money, everybody's sitting in the village, and now you're on trial. Number four is 
you have too many female friends. So you and your girl gang, definitely a no-go. You can't have a squad because gangs of women were a coven who practiced magic and other cool things that men wanted in on. Number five is if you were married but had few or no children. Your neighbors would believe that you were envious of the big extravagant lives of them and their children and husbands that you were inside practicing magic with your coven and trying to bring them down. Number six is if a known witch outed you. So if an actual witch who was on trial decided to snitch or, and or just make up a lie that you practice magic with them, then now you're on trial trying to save your own life with either your coven or just a complete douchebag that just called you a witch and now you're on trial. Number seven is you previously been accused of crime because a lewd and naughty life attracts the devil, apparently. Number eight is if you're old because a typical witch would be old with warts and envious of everybody else's lives because they're old and by themselves. So if you're a widowed woman, you were the prime suspect. So hide your wife and definitely hide your grandmas. Number eight is you're stubborn. If you talked back, if you were sassy, if you stood up for yourself at any point in time and or were not quiet when your husband told you to do so in a social setting, you could now be looked at as a witch. So you had to be super cautious. Number nine is dairy products have spoiled, spoiled in your fridge. Milk, cheese, butter, any kind of dairy thing. And I don't really know how I feel about this one because I don't understand the context or how it was used. But yeah, that was a thing. Number 10 is you had the mark of the devil. The mark of the devil could have been a mole, a birthmark or any other bug bite because this was said to be the place where you're familiar and your familiar was a animal guide or like a spirit guide that did all your bidding would attach to you and drink your blood for power so that was the thing also basically how many of you are witches now tune in next week for your trial amongst the many other women and men that were on trial for the Salem Witch Trials as I take you through the story. Be sure to subscribe to me on the podcast app or you can listen to me on SoundCloud too. And while you're on SoundCloud or iTunes, be sure to check out Smart Alec 95 new project, Aries Moon. It's coming out October 6th. Hope you guys have a great day and I send positive vibes your way. <laughs>